0: With Have you taken that civics test yet? Did you make your way over to my Facebook page? Please do so. Lee Lonsberry. You'll see the live mic logo up in the corner and the most recent posting there. Oh, I, that, Okay, that's after you like the page, okay? You got to do that. I, I need numbers. <laughs> You'll find a link to a KSL News Radio quiz, uh, which shows uh, about 22 of the questions that you could potentially be asked if you were to take this uh, full civics test. I uh, did very well, 22 out of 22, not to brag, uh, but let's see if you, can, if you can get those 22 points yourself. Leave me a note there uh, on Facebook. Right now, though, I am pleased to be joined by Katie Gorka. She is the Director of Civil Society and American Dialogue at the Heritage Foundations. Uh, Fulner Institute uh, she has an article uh, under the headline why we must advocate for better civics education in our schools Katie first off thanks for joining me how are you
1: Hi, Lee. thanks for having me It's great to be here L-
0: let me ask you the question posed by your headline why must we advocate for better civics education in our schools
1: well I mean I think the events of the last week are, are the answer enough for that question you look at everything that's happening in our country um You know, we know for a while that the whole direction of civics education has been going downhill, but I think the events of the recent weeks are really the culmination of that decline. The fact that we've got everybody out advocating for the destruction of the American idea. This is the product of the decline of our civics education, and I think if we let it continue to go this way, we're going to have a real problem in this country.
0: You think if, if the, the individuals who have taken to the streets and are tearing down these uh, statues and monuments and memorials, if they had a better understanding uh, of, uh, of things here in this country, the history in particular, they'd be slower to tear them down?
1: Yeah, I think you've got two things going on at the same time. I think, first of all, they have no understanding of what our founders were about, why they felt the need to create the country that they did, and why it was founded on the principles that it was. You really have to understand everything from Greek philosophy to Roman law to you know, British uh, civil law, you know, all the way up through to the American founding. There's a whole progression of how we arrived at the American founding. Kids don't understand that anymore. Not only that, though, but you have the very opposite thing happening as well, which is we have teachers teaching kids that this country is fundamentally flawed, We're they're teaching our kids to actually hate this country, to uproot it and change it. I mean, one of the most frustrating things of all is we've got these, um, you know, you've got teachers across the country teaching what they call action civics, right? This is civics where kids go out and on school time, they protest in favor of progressive causes. And so it's like we're raising up a whole generation just to go out and tear down this country.
0: That, this is a, this is a criticism that's been leveled against higher education for some time. That it is a haven, uh, for liberal ideals. And those, uh, young people who go off to college come back indoctrinated with the, uh, with the progressive and liberal attitudes of their professors. But you, in your article, assert that it is now drifting, uh, even into the K through 12 scenario.
1: Hundred percent, and this this is what we're hearing across the board. It's absolutely happening in K through twelve, and colleges are telling us. College professors, um, you know, those who are still conservative, are telling us by the time kids get to college. They're already indoctrinated and we're seeing it, you know, with the types of content that kids are being taught increasingly. I'm, I'm sure a lot of your listeners are already aware of this, all the ridiculous stuff that's going on on the sex education front, the, the sort of really inappropriate content for kids. Um, and the, the, the civics and the kind of progressive causes, that's a part of it. They're getting it much earlier than, than, you know, college age.
0: You, you pointed out. In your article, uh, a sense of the, a sense of scope here, what, what the situation we we're really looking at is. And in fact, it's the reason I brought up this civics test, uh, the, the US citizenship test, and the, uh, the reason I've posted it on Facebook. Th- they're really only 39% of all native born Americans are able to pass this citizenship test. Is that accurate?
1: Yeah, it is. But I think what's I, I think the really telling piece of information in the survey work that's been done is not the total number, but the actual decline in the number as kids as people get younger. So seventy four percent of native born Cedar senior citizens can pass that citizenship test. But for native born Americans under the age of forty five, only twenty percent only twenty percent, one in five, can pass the citizenship test. And let me be clear: that means they only have to answer six questions correctly out of ten. I mean, that's that's a damning story.
0: It it, it absolutely is. I mean, it, it's almost terrifying. It, it, it's scary. I
1: Completely agree. Yeah, but you know what? <coughs> I don't know if you're. I don't know if you were going to go in this direction. But I, I also, I don't want people to be discouraged. You know, the whole point of the the article that I wrote was actually uh, drawn from a webinar that we did recently at the Heritage Foundation because we're very, very committed to seeing civics civic education restored in our schools. And I don't want people to despair. There's a lot that people can do to reverse this for people who care about this. Um, There are so many different ways to engage. Um, We talked a lot about the importance of school boards. Uh, We talked a lot about parents actually finding out what teachers are teaching their kids. You know, one of the great blessings of this time of the coronavirus with kids at home is that parents actually have a lot more access to what their kids are learning. Parents should pay attention, and if they don't like what they see, they take it up with their teachers, and they start to work with other parents and try to turn it around.
0: And you, if you could pick a level of government where you would advocate these types of changes, you would see it at the, at the state level and state school boards or even more local, or, or should there be a, a more nationwide effort?
1: No, I think it really, you know, at this point... in in the country education is really a local issue it really needs to happen at the local school just district level so people really need to engage but you know and and having said that though i I would even say i think it's worth engaging with individual teachers i don't want to paint it like all teachers are evil and they're all trying to teach progressive causes i mean i think we have a huge problem with the teachers union and you know that's a very big problem they are they're so skewed to the left but i think that there are still a lot of teachers that want to do the right thing it's important that they hear from parents if parents are not happy with what their kids are being taught they need to go in and talk to the teacher talk to the principal and if they're not getting the kind of solutions that they want then they need to engage at the school board level and a lot of people don't think about this but they need to go to school board meetings and they need to they need to support candidates good conservative candidates who are running for school board a lot of important things happen at that level and that's where the change needs to happen
0: Remembering that we're speaking to a, a Utah audience here, what does this look like across the country in terms? Are, are there pockets of this where it's more prevalent? I, I think, uh you know, maybe uh, anecdotally, I might say, oh, this is probably a big city problem. But uh, what does it look like uh, geographically across the country?
1: Well, let me let me paint it this way. So, first of all, you, you've got to consider the fact that the National Education Association, which is uh, the public school teachers, it is the big, biggest union in the country and 84% of their political donations go to Democrats. So that tells me that this is a nationwide problem, right? But if you, if you do get down to the school, I mean to the district level or to the state level, um, you know, part part of me wants to say some states are better, and some are. So, Florida right now, for example, is doing very well. Um, Texas, I would say, is doing pretty well. But honestly, it it is across the country. I I don't think even a place like Utah is immune by any means. Mm.
0: Katie Gorka, we're going to have to leave it at that, Director of Civil Society and American Dialogue at the Heritage Foundation's Fulner Institute. Thank you so much uh, for your insight here and sharing uh, with this audience your findings. Let's speak again soon, all right? Great. Thanks for having me on. Bye. Thank you. Uh, We're going to take a break right now. When we return, I want to talk to you about an effort being undertaken by a former student of Bountiful High School. You know the Bountiful Braves? Well, this student and others uh, are upset that Braves endures as the mascot. We'll talk about whether or not that's offensive and if it ought to be changed next
1: on Live Mike.